Sean O'Hara is with us, president of Pacer ETFs. Thanks so much, Sean, for being here. Your thoughts on this volatility we're seeing in the market. We heard from the Fed. We got the jobs. What are you thinking here? Uh, well, thanks for having me, first off, Nicole. You know, I've been saying for the basically the entire year, there's an inverse relationship between interest rates and inflation and the overall market PE. When one goes up, the other has to go down. And so that adjustment has been pretty rapid so far, but we're still fa fairly high above the historical long-term average for the market's multiple. And so if you throw into that sort of the, the conflict in the Ukraine, and then you've got the China lockdowns and the supply chain things, challenges continue, and then overall slowing earnings, I think there's more room to the downside here uh, for the broad markets. That doesn't mean if you're an investor that you should be out of stocks. I think in this environment, you should be owning stocks that generate a lot of free cash flow, have a high free cash flow yield, don't trade at overall high market uh, levels. Um, and I think the sectors that make the most sense, if you think what's happening is going to persist, is probably energy, materials, healthcare, and perhaps staples. What, yeah, I was about to say, what makes the most sense to you? You mentioned healthcare and staples. I mean, what are you looking at within these groups? And what are you saying, hey, you know what, I'm staying away from this area, maybe more risky? Yeah, I mean, we have a, an ETF that has 100 stocks, 100 large cap stocks that we use free cash flow yield as a screen on. It's up 5% year to date after being up 43% last year. And it's benefiting from the environment and the partially sector allocation, but specifically the individual stock allocation. So um, there is an opportunity here to make money, but I think if you're gonna just sit in the broad markets, you, put, you probably need to have a long-term buy and hold. You know, eventually the markets, there's a, somebody told me a long time ago that the advance is permanent and all declines are temporary. Um, it's just how long the temporary declines are. And so again, in this environment, I'd rather lower my overall portfolio PE voluntarily and own stocks that traded a discount, then wait for the market to do that for me. Um, you know, unless we're, you know, we want to bet that the Fed's going to chicken out and stop, which is only really part of the problem. The inflation story is, is probably even bigger than the the, the rate story, um, and the fact that earnings are slowing. They're not going negative, but we're coming off a of really high comparables from last year on the previous year after the lockdowns are over, and so. You know, we can, and, and guidance really matters. And, you know, we're starting to see people guide lower. And so I just think in this environment, it's time for people to be careful. And it's not time yet to say, hey, you know, the markets have been beaten down. I mean, the NASDAQ's under 12,000 for the first time since 2020. There's no uh, screaming opportunities here, like in March of 2020, for example. Um, instead, and I'm being a little facetious because nobody can yeah. really call that market bottom, but, um, the truth of the matter is, look, we're, we're down, as I said, you know, we haven't seen action like this and lower levels like what we're seeing. So you have healthcare staples, energy and materials, and you're looking for some really quality companies, right? I mean, you know, so long term, if, you're, if your time horizon is five or 10 years, you know, and you have cash to put to work, it might not be a bad idea, so long as you're willing to deal with some of the potential downside that still can happen. I mean, the, the overall market's still over 20 times earnings. And, and historically, the average is like, you know, in the 17 to 18 range. So there's still, you know, 10% just to get back to normal. Um, but the overall market PE got so high because we had loose money, no inflation. But the opposite is true today. So if your time horizon is five or 10 years, a lot of names are a whole lot cheaper than they used to be. It doesn't mean they, that they won't stay cheap for a while. And so you have to have patience if you're going to start wading in 
on some of these names. We're launching, for example, a robotics fund. Uh, we're launching a, a, a fund that essentially uh, is in the online gaming and, and esports, which we think are great technologies long term, um, but there could still be some short term pressure. Do you find that some of your clients, people you talk to, people you work with, um, are just finding that they're getting more and more frustrated when you have week after week of losses and just what 2022 has been? I mean, when you look at this, this is the worst start to a year since the late 1930s. Yeah, I mean, that happens every time, right? You know, if I took everybody's pulse a year and a half ago and I said, how bullish are you? Everybody would have been, you know, like, woohoo, the stock market's great. If I talk to the same people today, they go, holy cow, I need to get my money out. And so that's the big challenge. You know, we spend our time talking to financial advisors because we think they're an important part of the overall process and they add real value. And it's during these periods of time where the financial advisor can help that client understand it. You know, again, the market is down, but it'll eventually go back up and it's not time to panic and get out. It's maybe time to just readjust our portfolio to be more reflective of the environment and try to take advantage of what's going on. You know, like we, we own a name like U.S. Steel, like that's such a boring name, right? Nobody talking about U.S. Steel. But if you look at what's happening with steel prices, they're going through the roof. And so the free cash flow at U.S. Steel is skyrocketing. I'd rather own that and wait for the technology to completely shake out and until PEs in the market get you know, back into normal levels. Um, and rather yeah. than to sit and say T-bills at 90 basis points or 80 basis points. Let me ask you this, as we talk about Jay Powell, and um, obviously we got some excitement when he took 75 basis points pretty much off the table, at least in the last meeting in his language. I mean, that could change. But um, And then he was asked, do you have a credibility problem? And he said, no. Is this part of the issue of the volatility is that no one knows if he's going to be able to orchestrate a soft landing? Um, it's just like a, sort of half trusting the Fed at this point. Look, I mean, when, when the Fed raises rates, their intention is to slow things down, right? Make money more expensive, make growth more expensive. And so that's where they are. And they're doing that to, quote unquote, tame inflation. Um, you know, the traditional approach may not be the right approach today. I don't think inflation is largely due to the fact that the interest rates have been low. I think it's driven by the supply chain constraints that are making commodity prices go through the roof, that are making chips impossible to get that are making food prices go through the roof. And so I don't know that raising interest rates will solve that problem, but that's what the Fed does. The Fed feds, right? Mm -hmm. This is the tool they have. If you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so I think they'll continue on their path, um, but I'm not sure I'd be paying attention to the Fed for guidance in terms of where stock prices are going. I'd much rather look at the supply chain and try to figure out if that's gonna change anytime soon. And it doesn't look like it's going to me personally. And if that doesn't change, then inflation's going to be the real problem. Understood. Good to see you, Sean. Thank you very much. Sean O'Hara, president at PACER ETS. Thank you.